Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the importance of acting and treating people with a lot of respect. There are certain basic things and basic principles that I feel like many people do not have anymore and I want to remind you and to reinstill them in all of us in order to make a difference. Today I went out with a salesman in the business that I work in and we went out and there were many many little things in conversation that I took note of and I wanted to just like repeat them for the world to hear. Like for example, when someone's talking to you, you want to look them directly in their eye, show respect, don't check your phone, don't eat something, don't act improperly, don't do these little things. Like for example, today I was drinking a Starbucks drink and I was like chewing ice. I didn't even realize like I was just chewing a little bit of ice. And afterwards he told me, he's like, you know, it's not so respectful to chew ice. Someone's talking to you and all they hear is, you know, not like it's like it's loud or it's obnoxious or it'll ruin something, but it kind of... Meaning when you, when you make eye contact with someone and you do something else, you kind of break the chain and you break the chain of concentration with that other person. Uh, so there are certain little things that we need to do in order to improve our behavior and to respect the people around us. Um, he was telling me a story how one time someone told him, I'm, I'm, gonna, br- I'm, gonna, bring a, I'm gonna bring you a cigar. And that person never brought that cigar. So even five years later, it's like, oh, that's the guy. That guy that bring, didn't bring me the cigar. Now, people, people remember not what you told them, but rather they remember how you made them feel. It's important to always leave a good impression on people and to always do your best to act your best, to always do your best to present yourself in a respectable, honorable way. How you dress is how you present yourself. How you act is how you present yourself. And kind gestures, bring bring someone a coffee, buy them a gift, do something for someone else. And that is going to be how your life will rule itself. You treat people with respect, you get respect. You want something in a relationship, then give it. There's no such thing as your wife coming to you one day and saying, Hey honey, I want to start doing this. No, you can't change her. If you want to change something, then you start giving it to her and hope that she might give it back. You can't. You can't tell her what you want her to do. You can suggest things and speak and communicate in a nice, respectful way. But some people have a certain love language and a certain way that they feel comfortable with expressing things in a certain way that they like to navigate their life. You cannot change people. People change when they see it fit to change for a certain reason why they think they should change. You cannot change people. So that's a very like important piece that I wanted to communicate. Another thing is that a person is not going to know how someone else feels ever someone someone can have a certain feeling and they can react upon something and you can react and you guys become gun versus gun knife versus knife but we have to know you have to know how to be level-headed and say hey maybe that person is going through something maybe maybe you're in a relationship with the girl and that person is simply going through a hard time maybe that person has a lot of college studying to do maybe that person has a very hard job me myself i've been in a situation where the person that i was talking to was in a very prestigious program and i wasn't the most considerate i wasn't the most understanding and i would react and say oh how come you're not doing this how come you're not doing that how come you're not 
you know, expressing yourself this way. And what I didn't realize is that this person is not trying to, to blatantly, you know, ignore you or disrespect you or hurt you. This person made you aware and told you many times that the studying is very difficult, how the testing is very difficult, how it's a very, you know, top-notch kind of program and, they, and it needs their full attention. The problem is you don't want to listen. And that's where I really learned in my life, probably for the first time, the importance of listening to people. The importance of trying to really put yourself in someone else's shoes without your expectations of what, of, of, uh, of what you want them to give you. Without, without expectations, period. You know, sometimes just being okay with not knowing, being okay with what you're getting. And that's really what, what a mature relationship is about. You know, it's expected in a relationship that not everything, not every little detail has to be communicated. You just have to be, you just have to pick it up. It's like, it's like, no, I can't do this because of that. Like, understand, feel me, feel what I'm going through. Put yourself in my shoes and that, and that how you, that, that's how you develop a relationship. That's how you develop love by truly putting yourself aside and what you want from the person and what you expect from them and what you want to receive from them and doing what's best for them. Love is giving. So that means sacrificing in order to give attention, in order to give an ear to listen to, in order to give your heart and to, and for it to be uh, poured out into everything. Everything is all-inclusive. And that's something that God has put in my life time and time again, where I lost many good friends. I lost potential relationships. I lost things in my life because I wasn't able to see that I'm actively pushing it away because I was being selfish. And that hurts to say, and it hurts to put it publicly, but that's the truth. The truth is going to hurt. And the reason why I'm saying it it's not to say, oh, look at me, I'm Mr. I learned everything now. It's, no, it's, to, it's, to, it's hopefully that someone can hear my voice and what I'm saying and not to make the same mistake that I made. Um, does it always mean, like sometimes it just, sometimes, like it doesn't, it doesn't mean you're trying to do something on purpose, but sometimes the person is just not in the, in a, in a right headspace, you know? And God forbid we can, we can push people away from us that we really want to be close to us and without even realizing it. I was, I was never intentionally trying to do something. I just had my head, my, my head was almost focused on me. It was not focused on that other person. And I wasn't even realizing it. You know, sometimes it's important to just take a step back from things and say, hey, what am I doing? Think, what's going on here? How does this person feel? How are we communicating? How is this developing? Because the whole purpose of a relationship is to be able to grow and to work constantly. It's not to sit in infatuation land. It's not to uh, be obsessed with things that don't matter. It's to grow and to work on it daily. To communicate, to liven things up a little. To constantly, constantly, constantly put in effort and to think about the other person. Because as much as, as some people want to say, I don't need people in my life and... It's not important and etc. We are human beings and human beings need to be around other people. That's just the way it is. I want to share with you a beautiful, beautiful story that I heard last night by Rabbi Pesach Kron's speech. And this story is mamish, mamish, a, a life changer. So the rabbi said that there was a family in Israel, a husband and a wife and seven kids, very poor family, probably not the biggest department, probably not the most rooms 
and these kids never saw lavish living before. They never saw luxurious living, things that we take for for granted in Brooklyn. When you turn 17, your father buys you a German-made vehicle and gives you a fat salary, things that you do not deserve and things that he probably shouldn't even do for you. These children never saw. Um, so the father wanted to take his family on a trip to Tveria, I think, up north somewhere. It was the long trip. And the son, before the trip, he said, like, Abba, Abba, I have to use the bathroom and we're not going to have a stop and there's no bathroom where we're going. Can we please make a stop? And the father looks around, he sees a restaurant and, and you know, in Israel, people don't like it when you use the restaurant for the bathroom. They expect that you buy something. And his father, he didn't want to just make it like he was using the restaurant, but he had no other option. So he comes inside, he goes to the nice waitress and he says... You know, could you please let my son use the facilities here? I know that you don't like when people come in to use the facilities, but I have nowhere else to go. And my son really has to use the bathroom. He spoke to her in a very nice way, and she said, okay, fine, you can make it quick. They go in, the son does his business, they come out, all of a sudden, the head waiter comes out, this man screaming, oh, you religious Jews, you just come to use our facilities, you never buy anything. And somehow Hashem put in this man's head the idea that this woman's about to lose her job because he's going to say, who let them use the bathroom? You let them use the bathroom, you lost your job. And the girl's probably already thinking about, in that moment, the girl's thinking about where she's going to look for another job. And this man right away said, no, 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 no. My son just had to use the bathroom. He's leaving to go bring the rest of the family in the car to come in to sit. And right away, the head waiter said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Sorry for everything I said. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. Just prepare me a table for nine people. Don't worry about it. It's all good. I understand. He prepares them a table. They come in. And the, the mom is like, well, you sure? We're, we're going into the restaurant. It's very unlike Abba. We don't really have so much money. He's like, yeah, yeah 100%. He said to come in. They go in. The mom tells all the kids, okay, only order one thing and a drink. Nothing more. We're not rich. They order their meal. They have a good time. The kids are surprised by this type of food, never saw it before, very fancy stuff, fine. Towards the end of the meal, um, they see in the kitchen that there's a lot of ruckus, and they saw that they were preparing nine desserts. Right away, the, the father goes, oh, no, 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 maybe there was a misunderstanding, I didn't order dessert. And the owner steps out of the kitchen, and he said, no, this dessert is for you. I want you to know something. When you came into this restaurant, that waitress came in the back and she was crying, crying, crying. And I, and I went to her, I said, why are you crying? What happened? She said, you're not going to believe it. This, this man, no one ever did something to, no, no one ever did something so nice to me before. He, he knew that I was going to lose my job. He decided to bring in his family and he doesn't have the most money and he's not the richest. He did this for me. I'm so, I'm so like a bliss by this kindness. And I, I don't know, I don't know how to feel. I don't know. Uh, my heart is so broken now he has to pay for this big meal and the owner said for this type of act dessert is on me and next time you come 50% off and the father said okay are you sure I don't want to pay I don't want I don't want to not pay like it's fine and the owner said not even that but for today's meal you don't have to pay for everything is free the meal the dessert and next time you come half off and the father said this is not this is not right. I cannot accept this. This I cannot pay you. I have to pay you. I'm a human being. I consume food. I have to, I have to pay. And the owner said, in this restaurant, we have a policy. Human beings, they pay. But malachim do not pay. Angels don't pay over here. 
And in that moment, wow. Like, did you just comprehend what happened over here? When a person nullifies themselves, they nullify their ego, they nullify their expectations, they nullify that the things that they want to receive from people, they nullify every negative characteristic about them and they think about the other person. And not just thinking about the other person, going out of your way for someone else. Truly, truly, truly thinking about them and loving them and going out of your way for them in a way that's indescribable and in an un, in or unimaginable, one of those two. Truly, truly, truly doing something for someone else. That is an angel. That is when you say, hey life, I crumble you up, I throw you in the garbage. I am not a human being, I'm an angel. That is the right way to live life. Someone makes fun of you, don't, don't just stay quiet and eat it like a doormat. No. Don't even, you don't even need to stand up for yourself. Respond with love. Always. Love always wins. You see two people arguing, blah, 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 blah. All, the, all, all one of them has to do is say, you know what, just give me a hug. I love you. In that moment, it weakens you. The words, I love you, they weaken you. You can't even like get angry about that. It's like, how, how can I be upset? He just told me he loves me. Because that's really all we are. We're all, we're all deep down yearning for love. We're all deep down yearning appreciation. We're all deep down yearning compliments and yearning to be seen, to be validated, to be heard, to be listened to. Sometimes what you can do for someone is just listen to them. Just listen to what they're saying. And what better way to nullify yourself than to learn Torah? Because when you, Hashem says, Ba'ati yetzer hara, I created the evil inclination and I created the Torah, which is the medicine, the cure. How do you cure your bad thoughts and your evil inclination and your and your pull towards negativity and doing bad things? By learning Torah. The Yetzahara is the fire, the evil is the fire, and the Torah is the water. You take the water and you splash it on the fire, and then you can be your true self, which is the soul. The soul is divine. The soul only wants to do good. The soul also has... It's a reincarnation of, of a past life and it has inclination towards evil. That's why we're here to fix because the soul gets put into the body. And the body now is now has the chance to do good. Your body can have animalistic tendencies, but your, cho- your soul chooses to control itself. That's why it says in Pirkei Avot, Who is a hero? Someone who conquers his physical desire. He does not go with a married woman or a woman when he is single, with a not-Jewish girl or a Jewish girl. It doesn't matter. You don't, when you're single, the time it's a time to practice on guarding your eyes for yourself. And if you're a woman, it's a time to practice dressing modest. And you're not dressing modest because of sick men. You're dressing modest because you are the daughter of a king. And the king does not want you to show your beautiful, holy, majestic figure to the whole world. Your hair is meant to be covered and your body is meant to be covered because that beauty that you possess and every woman is beautiful, no such thing as an ugly girl, that beauty that each woman possesses is her is beauty for her husband. She was not created beautiful for every man on the street. The only reason why she was created with a unique beauty is for a unique man to, to in order to absorb this beauty and vice versa. There's also modesty rules by men. But men, guard your eyes. If you, Your eye is the doorway that walks into your soul. You want to have a good marriage one day? You want to not have problems? You want to be content with your wife's looks and how she, everything about her? And you want to be able to 
to compliment her and be okay with her, then guard your eyes. You guard your eyes, you guard yourself from problems. Because you're not even going to know what's out there in order to seek and discover. Kill curiosity. You don't need... Curiosity, we all possess, but you need to kill it. Treat people the way, and if not even better, then you want to be treated. That is the key. I don't even know how I got to treating people the way you want to be treated, but it's on the same topic. Because you can practice... You know, you can learn a lot of Gemara, and you could know Mishnayot and Halakha, and you could look like a big rabbi. But if you do not treat people with respect, then you are a pointless creation. <laughs> if you do not know how to treat someone ethically and with decency and normality, then your life was a waste. You're, you're not, not that your life was a waste, but you failed your purpose. It's like, how can you learn a book that is so filled with kindness and goodness and not practice it? It doesn't help anybody if you know if you know Torah. The whole purpose of learning something is to practice. So why learn if you're not going to practice? Some some there's sometimes people I've met in my own life that are not even Jewish. There are not Jewish people that are that have better midot than Jewish people. I've seen it. It's possible. Does it mean that Hashem loves them more or something? Not necessarily true. But chokhmah bagoim ta'amin. There's a lot of things that we can learn from not Jewish people in order to apply into our own life. But wisdom by the non-Jewish people, you should listen, you should believe. They have wisdom, they're smart. But faith by them, do not believe. Do not, do not fall into that trick. That's where things get uh, different philosophical uh, questions and things of that nature, they get mixed. Never believe that. But my friends, when God sends you someone to speak to you, when someone comes at you with a problem, or someone is angry, or you don't want to spend time with a certain person, when God is sending you difficult people, it's, it's literally Him sending you a time to show someone compassion, to show them mercy, to show them goodness, to listen to them, and to treat them the opposite of how they're treating you. And when someone tells you something, do, never, do not ever, ever get upset with them. Why? Because God is speaking to you through their mouth. Especially your wife. Your wife is your mirror. She's your reflection. If she's telling you something, oh boy, you better believe you got to hear it. Oh boy, you better believe that she's telling you something that you need to fix and that you need to change. You may not want to change, but your wife has all the permission to speak to you because she's your other half. And your other half knows you by nature, by tendency, better than you know yourself. And she only wants the best for you. And if your wife doesn't communicate to you in such a nice way with her emotions and with her uh, methods, then you can communicate that. But do not ever ignore a lesson. Do not ever ignore someone's rebuke. Because if you're getting rebuke, chances are you need it. Yes, there are people in the world who are very mean and they say things because they're jealous and they say things because they're maybe a little harsh or, or they don't feel good about themselves. But behind every negative action, I believe is a positive on the other side. Why are they being mean to you? Ask, oh my God, well, you know, I'm sorry for what I said, but really someone in my family just passed away. Well, you know, I just got out of a relationship. Oh, you know, well, I got a ticket to it. Like, there's always a reason why someone's upset. No one, no one, uh, I don't believe that there's a human being who is outright malicious. 
yeah, through history, through history, you see certain uh, rare examples of, of of horrible people. But it's hard for me to believe that there are people who truly, truly, deep down inside, want to do bad for the world, because there's already so much harm. You know, we, us as human beings, we we make so many mistakes in our decision making, and we make so many mistakes in the way we live life. Like God created a world that's beautiful, and our wrong decision making makes the world a a a sad place to live in a sad place to be a part of it it makes it sometimes embarrassing to say i'm I'm part i'm I'm proud to be part of the human race it is what it is but us as jewish people we have to remember that we are a stiff-necked nation and we should use this stiffness in ways that are positive use your stiffness to keep shabbat use your stiffness to be a good person Use your stiffness to guard your eyes. Use your stiffness to procreate goodness and love and positivity into the world. Because as much as you give, it always needs more. As many people as you greet with a smile, there's always another one that would really love to see that smile. Hashem gave you a smile that is uniquely designed to your face and your genetic uh, structure that nobody else has besides you. So that's why it's a shame to wear a frown. Put on that smile that's unique and then you fill the world with another little ray of joy, a little ray of light, a little ray of happiness. Slowly but surely we fill the world with more and more rays of joy and peace and happiness and serenity. We will bring the Mashiach. Be'ezrat Hashem. Bimhera. Be'yamenu. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you have a request for a future podcast please my dms are open all the time i'm always here to listen i'm always here to talk about things if you would like i am a very very busy person so i apologize if i don't get back to you right away but you should know chances are i saw the message and if i don't respond i'm thinking of a response or i'm going to respond when i get the chance to um this sponsor this podcast is sponsored by i want what you want hashem if you type in jonathanbenchimol.com slash store, you will see a list of beautiful merch designed for your spiritual growth, designed for you to become the best version of yourself possible. If you can, if you have enough money on the side, please make a purchase. It is not a master deductible, but it is definitely a spiritually motivating thing to wear. The designs are very beautiful. You will support my cause. And of course, the funds I raise will only give me the availability and the freedom rather to do more for the world if you do not purchase then that is okay but if you could please send the link around and get the word out there that i'm uh, that i want what you want hashem is hitting the market and we're gonna make a big positive impact on the world and besides those two messages i just want to say thank you so much for everyone to listening to the podcast and for showing your support I appreciate you, I love you, and I only want the best for you. I want for you to grow, and that's why I put in the hours, and I put in the work, and I put in the research in order to put out the best content. And I'm not promising that this is the best content, but I can promise you one thing, that I put my heart on the line for you guys. You guys see truly the best side of me. It's not always sunshine and rainbows, but when it comes to you guys, I take my heart and I give it to you and whatever that's worth, you decide. But I just want to make the world a better place. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. You should all be blessed. Only blessed.